For all of you who listen to Mackie's Second Floor Studios presents Submersion and own an Android device, do me a favor. Go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app, and I love it. I can search for the podcasts I want to listen to, select them as favorites, and have them all just a click away. Make sure to set Mackie's Second Floor Studios as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 56. Woo! Hello. And, oh. Oh. Hello. Hello, governor. Oi. Oi. How are you doing a little Vinnie Jones impression? Not to spoil what we watched, but. Where my crew? Vinnie Jones. Who that? Yeah. But yeah, we got a pretty special episode because we watched something pretty awesome. Yeah. What, what that? I mean, they already know. Everybody's already clicked on the episode. You already know what you're listening to. Well, but no, this is the most confusing one ever, right? It is. Yeah. It is. Because you might be thinking to yourself, wait a minute, didn't you just do Submerged what is a this? couple episodes is this ago? Is a remix or something like that? What's going on? Uh, don't worry. We're doing Submerged again. Yeah. But a different one. Different again, submerged. but different. And there are actually many movies named Submerged. Right. And not all of them have submarines. Sometimes they, are, Which they have is, a souped up limo that went into, a, uh, into the river or something, right? I don't know. That's what I think. That's one of the submerged. Is that? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. We got Brahm and Zach on. Hi, friends. Who that? <laughs> oh, a little impression. Another spoiler alert for what we watched. Yeah. Alligator. Oh. oh. Alligator. Why that? Um. <laughs> where my crew? Where is that what he said? Yeah. Where my crew? Yeah. Uh, and Zach, you, you better get your uh, white ass out of here, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You definitely yes. 100% watch, watch this movie, right? Yeah, absolutely. I own this on Laserdisc, DVD, Blu-ray, VHS, and, um, you know, this is a classic in the Watson family. Do you have a Betamax version of it? No. They, they were sold out that no. day. That's true. So. And it sucks, dude, because you camped out for Black Friday to get the beta of this. Yeah. Two days. <laughs> it's garbage, man. It is garbage. <laughs> Two days. Yeah. Everything about this is good. Actually, you should save you should save that for a Zach fact about the Betamax release. Give me give me a little. Oh, don't tell me how to do my facts. Don't, don't, just an idea. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wow, <laughs> oh, dude, it's getting real up in here. Loving it. So, I mean, holy crap, guys. Yeah. <laughs> should we talk Zach, about Zach? What, what did what did Brom, Jamie, and I watch? Did you not? You didn't. You don't want to do the dive, dive, dive before we do. Oh, that? don't we always I do this before the dive, dive, dive? Guys, no, let's talk about so. something completely off topic so we can organically. Yeah, do the so dive, we can dive, cover. Dive. We can cover ourselves. Right. So, um, we're talking about nothing Jamie, right now. What's, Jamie, what's I, your I, uh, what's your thoughts on flat Earth? I don't believe in flat Earth. <laughs> oh, dive, 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 dive. <laughs> What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Second Floor Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Mustard Man, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Brain, Kyle El Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present... Submersion. 
Wow, sounds like Jamie was about to confess to being a flat earther. That'd have been yeah, he was. <laughs> just my hero, Kyrie Irving. Monster. I'm just kidding. All right, so, Zach, what did Brom, Jamie, and myself, and you, have the great pleasure of watching? Well, you know, we watched the world's best mercenary, uh, Steven Seagal, and he's freed from prison. But it, there's a catch. He must use his lethal weapons and fighting skills to stop terrorists who have taken over a nuclear submarine. That movie is Submerged with Steven Seagal. That is Submerged 2005 version because we previously yes. watched the 2001 version. There's right? also the 2016 right. one. Yeah, I believe that's the limo into the river. <laughs> yeah. And there's also another one where there's like a plane, I think, that goes on. Oh, water. that's true. Yeah, but that one's from some other time. Do I, I smell a new podcast? You can keep track. Only all submerged, submerged all day yeah. long. <laughs> the sequel to submerged. Of submersion and go to submerged. submerged. <laughs> I'd be down. Uh, but yeah, so this was, yeah, so that Look was not the... an accurate assessment of what actually happened in the movie um, at all. That's not the plot of this film. But that's what Amazon thinks is the plot of the film, I guess. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not the case. No, not at all. Uh, but yeah, we did. This is on Amazon Prime. You can watch it there. You can also watch it on probably our new favorite streaming service now. Tubi, Tubi TV. Tubi TV. I think it's because we're watching so much small because we've, we've kind of blown past all the really big submarine films into some uh, of the, let's just be kind of scout, the smaller ones, um, aka the much worse ones. And whoa, Tubi TV kind of picks up the dregs of uh, these licenses and kind of puts up so... When it shows up on Tubi TV, usually that means uh, it's not good. That's I know they're not, not a sponsor, sign. but I was pretty impressed. Nice little interface. No, no, no. I'm not saying that I don't enjoy Tubi TV. I've actually had only good experiences using yeah. them yeah. Uh, to I'm stream films. You up. But, but yeah, I, when something shows up there and it's like, oh, it's available on Tubi TV and nothing else, you're just like, oh. Because the other one we had was The Chamber, right? That was the other Tubi TV one. Yes. And that was also... I have checked on there. They do have some like bigger name things. But, yeah, you yeah. Know, here and there, little, little things. That's yeah, yeah. Neither something, here nor something else. There. All right. Should we get into it? Should we get into what this is? Yeah, Zach. Uh, tell us what. <laughs> tell us what happened. <laughs> yeah, jump in. Just you, you do. You do the rest of the the sub. Just the recap thing. tonight. All right. Yeah. Just do the whole thing. Go for so, it. Yeah. So it sounds like Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal's, close. Steven Seagal's a man, and he's a man with a plan. But he's behind enemy lines, where he has to infiltrate eh. the Russians and the Ukrainians, eh. and he has to he Ooh. has to get a shotgun and <laughs> snipe people with a shotgun. And Whoa. there might be a woman that's in there for ten minutes. That that's all Steven needs of her. And then he wins. <laughs> he wins the fight of all fights. <laughs> <laughs> the movie ends. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know. All right. Let's not get into some ratings, guys. Uh, <laughs> Zach, we haven't heard uh, much from you tonight. Uh, what do you think of this movie? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we, should we get into it? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Zach, you're never going to actually believe how this opens. Right. But it opens with a woman standing on a volcano, and then there's all kinds of ins- insane just stuff flashing all around. Yeah. You don't really know what's going on. Yeah, we're basically opening a hard the core our hard metal music video of sorts yeah and there's like naked lady somewhere and then someone's like falling off a cliff and they're on a volcano and all kinds of crazy shit's happening and 
Uh, then we see a truck. We see a truck heading towards like a secret base in a dam, right? And we also have a UAV that's taking photos of this dam. Yeah, so you see this drone, and it looks super real, not oh, not yeah. fake at all. I mean, it's basically top notch yeah. visual effects, I would say. Um, and it's taking pictures, and the guy, the scientist in the thing, is like a little afraid of getting pic- take a picture taken of him. Yeah. Um, and the Why rebel, would he be scared of that? The rebel leader's like, get out of here. We got this all on lockdown. Do not worry about it. They're shooting at it. We got like a plane that goes up and tries to take it out or some shit. Yeah. This and, also may be the first movie I've ever seen where it takes place in uh, Uruguay. Right? Yeah. It's just a, such a weird choice. I'm not exactly can, can sure why in? they can chose I cut that. I've been to that country, man. Oh, is that where Tutugas were? That was the, the in Argentina. Argentina. That was Argentina. And I oh, went across okay. the river, not a river, uh, the bay, and I was in Uruguay, and I got a little ceramic turtle. So there you go. A, a tortuga? Yes. And was it Montevideo? Is that where you went or no? No. Ah. <laughs> that That's all I got. Well, there but I kind of, right. but just so you know, I kind of can, I can empathize with this movie, you know, because I was there. I see. Okay, <laughs> you were like, that's where I would set a movie. Right, so <laughs> what's the big? You deal? might as well, right? Uh, and so, anyways, uh, the scientist also has different plans. He's like, don't you fucking worry about it. I got this all this stuff in lockdown. It doesn't even matter if they took pictures because I'm going to click some buttons, and all of a sudden we see like the Secret Service agents walking with the. Uh, ambassador of the United States in Montevideo, Uruguay, and they're going through these pictures and stuff like that. And like, do we have a picture of this person or whatever? And he like sends out like a little signal or some shit mm-hmm. and they go haywire and shoot the ambassador, shoot the assistant and then shoot each other. Yeah. So everyone's murdered. So now you know something's afoot. Oh, for mind sure. Mind control. It's mind control. And we'll get Steven Seagal's thoughts on mind control later. But, yeah. I, I know we're all curious about what he personally thinks about mind control. Well, yeah. Who wouldn't? And so we'll hear about that later because he made sure to make a point of saying it specifically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we cut on over. We just see some guys flying around in a helicopter with one of the greatest green screens on planet Earth that I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, they had one side of the helicopter with this just obvious green screen yeah and then the other one was just kind of like oh you know it's too bright out you can't see the light i should have done that for both of them it would have yeah <laughs> looked much better yeah. than what we were getting it was also weird because the uh, helicopter was computer graphics when you were when you were looking at it so they had it flying over water but it was computer clearly computer graphics and then when they all jumped out it was clearly just like sitting on the ground and they were jumping out into the ground yeah and it just looked it was like so strange it was like oh yeah they just didn't have the budget or the interest in making this look good. <laughs> I'd rather just say the interest. Yeah. So anyways, they're all there. He, he's kind of like the main guy who was actually played by Gary Daniels. Do you know who this person is? Gary Daniels? Mm, the name sounds familiar, but probably because it's so basic. Yeah. So he is an, he's like a martial artist Z movie star. So he has like a million movies he starred in. Yeah. He's in it. And I was like, wait, is that Gary Daniels? Because I've seen a couple films that he's been in. And then, yeah, it's fucking Gary Daniels, but he has such a small, useless part in this. So weird. And he's kind of thinking about his kids or something. And another guy's like, don't worry about it. Yeah. And then they jump out and they're like, it's a fucking chat. Well, no. They're, first, they're like, is it safe? And they're like, make radio contact. Yeah. They make radio contact with this dude yeah. who instantly 
He well, he says he's like, yeah, everything's, clear. everything's just, super cool. Somebody, definitely land, and then immediately gets like a knife in his neck. Yeah, dude, some guy just like commando knives him. It's amazing. <laughs> like just just a second after he says everything's cool, go go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> worst lookout yeah. ever. <laughs> so they they jump out, and there's like a woman with some goats. And she's like walking along and they're like, who the fuck is that? Who the fuck is that? And then your boy Gary Daniels is freaking out. Because he starts, he's clearly been mind controlled at some point in his life. I guess. Seems like what it How? is, right? I, I have mean, no idea. No, no one, th- th- this movie doesn't need explanation or logic. He has it's been true. mind controlled at some point in his life and he doesn't know what to do. And eventually they do shoot the woman who's hurting these goats because she has like a bomb on yeah. and the bomb explodes and sprays them with goat blood and human blood and then a bunch of people jump out and take them captive yeah well they kill most of them they kill most and then of them he's things. just like still freaking out and he's yeah, like, like everybody bam. surrender yeah so like, so what? bizarre i'm not sure when he would have been mind controlled or why because later he gets mind controlled again yeah so well whatever yeah so, anyways, um, well, then we see them. They take him to the like later the Adrian, dam, Doctor Adrian Lader. Yeah, yeah, he's taken there, and where he will be mind controlled. Yes, and then now it's amazing. Finally, we get to see Steven Seagal, and you should get out this music as he walks in. Awesome metal play. As like, and he's like. Probably pushing 300. I don't know. <laughs> probably not that much. He's, no, he's not even close yeah, to 300. He's there. probably pushing what, like 260? Maybe. At yeah. this point. And he is not looking super great from a physical standpoint, uh, probably because of all those years in prison. Because what we learn is that he's Cody, uh, Chris Cody. He's a top ranked mercenary who took part in an undercover operation to stop a major terrorist strike on US. Or I'm reading this because. Apparently they explained this and I just didn't realize it. Just it. went over your head. Yeah. So well, I, dude, I found it's so advanced. You're just you're just starstruck when you look at Seagal. Yeah. So then the UN refused to believe that a strike was actually coming. He had to go rogue and blow the thing to smithereens. They did mention that. Yeah. And uh but much later. Yeah, he had to break a whole bunch of laws by doing it, and so they threw him in jail along with his whole team and we get a we get kind of a one by one, like, here's who everyone is. And I immediately forgot who everyone was. Yeah. But now they need to bring him out of prison because they need him to go and make these bad guys go away. Yeah. And they and what do they get? They get a full pardon and a hundred thousand dollars. And they specifically mentioned their back taxes will yeah, be taken care everything, of. Everything all those back taxes they had gone. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's looking pretty sweet. It's like a pretty sweet deal. Oh yeah, for our boys. So he's like, yes. Now, one thing to re- to realize as we're going, as we're introducing our, these characters, is one: Seagal has some unknown accent. Could anybody? Could anybody figure out what accent that was? I guessed it was Cajun because he kept on saying like, "Hey, alligator," and like talking about catfish and stuff. I'm but not sure it, it was a real accent. It, it just sounded like someone with. Uh... Uh, mental deficiencies. <laughs> did did, did Stephen like, just? Did he have who a cold that? during filming? <laughs> Dude, I I've never heard anyone with a cold like that. It's like, hey man, how you guys doing? No out way. There? He talking like that the, the whole bayou. movie. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, hey, movie. how's it going? Hey, alligator. Oh, where my crew? Where my crew? Who that? <laughs> yeah, and we're who like, dat? you better get out of here, white boy. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> At some point, you better get your white ass out of here. Yeah. 
so they kind of they kind of let them they let them know what's up and where they're going they're heading off to this thing and they keep on calling it they're saying oh why why are they doing this and they say oh because we're expendable and i was like oh they're ripping off the expendables but this came like way before the expendables i didn't realize that it probably because the expendables knows solid action movie yeah they, like rip, submerged. they ripped this off that's what i'm saying they yeah. ripped this off expendables ripped off submerged <laughs> 2005 starring steven seagal's coming for you yeah and so, anyways, they have a couple of hangers on. They got a doctor who's coming along because she knows all about mind control. She's like a mind control doctor. Yeah. It's one of those things that people are. And yeah. then, Can you imagine if you went to school? Oh, so what are you studying? Well, I got my PhD in mind, mind, mind control. control. Uh, what? Yeah. That'd be Is there a future in it? Nuts. You oh, minored cool. in that, though, right, Jamie? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it, but kind of amateur mind control. I wouldn't say I even minored in it. Oh, okay. I studied under a doctor. Quote, oh, unquote, doctor. I get, I get what you're saying. You. Studied yeah. under and then a I doctor. It's a pyramid scheme, really, of mind control. So, like, he mind controlled me to get two people to mind control, and they each have to mind control two more people. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, it is what it is. Do you get, like, a badge or something uh, when you, you know, get so many people underneath you that have mind controlled others? Uh, No. Oh. <laughs> Not a good pyramid scheme. Come on, you don't know anything about this. Um. <laughs> Anyways, uh, they also get Fletcher, who's like part of like the whatever it is. I'm not even sure who these people are. The FBI's, CIA, no idea, whatever, military, no mili- clue. Anonymous military, and Fletcher is one of the anonymous military people, and he's coming along. And uh, Stephen Scott's having none of that shit. He's like, this guy's a total <laughs> like evil guy. He's evil, yeah. And we're getting rid of him. And everyone just presumes that everyone on his team is like. Yeah, he fucking sucks. Obviously, we're getting rid of him. Yeah. So they get to the drop zone, and he's like, yeah, you go out first. And Fletcher jumps out, and they're like, yeah, let's jet. Yeah, then they go land at some Mayan ruins, and everybody's like, what's going on? They're like, oh, he's already changing the plans. What's up? Also doesn't make sense. Mayan ruins in Uruguay? Yeah, are they still in Uruguay right now? They are. They are specifically in Uruguay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It's unfortunate. Yeah. (laughs) All right. But during this, (laughs) yeah, during this- um, we also get the backstory on what they did to stop or why they were imprisoned. And they did mention that they prevented 9-11 at sea. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Yep. They use those words. Good reference there. Yes, they, they did. Do. <laughs> and then he also calls up a lady at this point um, who is apparently like a top-notch mercenary as well, but wasn't in jail. And they introduce her in a complete ripoff of Raiders of the Lost Ark. She's- Drinking a guy under the table while doing uh, a arm wrestling competition, which is yeah. like straight from Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then he calls her up and she's like, you stay right here. You get another chance because she just beat this guy in arm wrestling. And then he gets a call from Cody and he's like, she's like, oh, I've got to get out of here. I was like, what about that guy? He was waiting for his rematch. Yeah, dude. Too bad, dude. She won. I would be like, horseshit. Give me, give me the money. You forfeit. Dude, she would kick your ass. That's man. true. She probably would be just me. She'd, She'd be like, yes. This and dude then, who's like just a step underneath the rock. She was probably know, going over the top. She was cheating. Oh, straight up. Oh, turn, that, turn that hat backwards. Yeah, dude. Over the top. Over the top. And win a truck. Um, and so anyways, they head, to, they head towards Later's facility. They do. It's also a ripoff of Universal Soldier at this point, um, which also had a scene of them taking over a dam. And they, they kind of have to climb down the dam. So they have all these like special tricks where they're like repelling down or how do you say it? Repelling in this, they were repelling down the dam. Yeah. Uh 
Wow. And then taking taking down all kinds of people, taking out all kinds of people. Yeah. And then, uh, but later has already left. He's like, you know, I'm blowing this joint. He kills the rebel leader. He's like, fuck you guys. But do you also see what he does here earlier in the scene? He's, uh, he's testing out his brainwashing on oh, yeah, some yeah. guy. And he just like smokes some dude in the face with a wrench. Am I right? Yeah. Was it a yeah. wrench? Was it a wrench? I think it was. Okay, check it off. And... The, I mean, it hits the guy so hard, it turns his head sideways. He wasn't even acting at all at this point. It's incredible. Yeah. And then he's just like, <laughs> what's up, dad? Right, yeah. Bro, what you doing? And later he's like, see, that's how good I am at my job. And also, you're all dying. And he has these super soldiers all kill the rebel forces. Yeah. He leaves a bunch behind, including Gary Daniels. And it's like, they're my Trojan horse. They're going to stay here and get picked up by the mercenaries. And they're going to take them out for me. And I'm going to jet with this one guy and Fletcher. And we're going to head to Montevideo to finish the plan. Finish yeah. that plan. Yep. It's a very coherent plan that makes sense. Because I just abandoned this first part that I specifically, we set up in and kind of been, a very intricate way. We've been yeah, explaining we've been, it for a while. We've been doing it for like a half hour. Yeah, we've been explaining it for a long time. But like, forget it. And he's like, they just turn to the viewers like, just forget all that. Because we got a new plan. Yeah. And it's written by Steven Seagal, co-writer of this film. And then off they go. Dude, and then <laughs> and then was this I don't even know if this was at the dam or not. So Seagal and the boys yeah. get the guys who've been mind controlled. Right. They take them. Yes. And then now they start assaulting a dock where I, there is a submarine. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. So that's a, that's a separate group. So they split into two groups. Oh okay. one group is a group that's taking over the submarine. Yeah. That they knew was there, and they were going to just take apparently a Uruguayan government submarine or some shit. Well, I said this was an Oberon class. There we go. Good to call. Good call. Yeah. Was that wasn't the Oberon class? Wasn't that like a Canadian submarine that we had before? I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, have to look that up. Anyways, so they take it over, and they're waiting. They're basically like, "We're ready to go." And then the people who are taking over the dam, they want it to blow, so they set up explosives on the dam. But then, like a whole army comes, and they have a tank. They have a fucking tank, dude. All right, so they're going around, and it's kind of like Splinter Cell. They're really stealthy for a while, right? And they're even like shooting these barrels, blowing up guys. He's like, Obviously. "Oh, yeah. dude, the flames make it so their throats swell shut, and they can't even scream." It's true, Vinnie Jones. Yeah, and then. <laughs> And then they begin their assault. They, like, they get really close to the dam. And then Seagal, this is when he starts getting some of these great quotes. He looks at somebody. He's like, there's some sick shit up in here, alligator. Yeah. And then, and then like, right good. after yeah. that, he looks at one of the guys like, you got 10 minutes to get your white ass out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like, Why does he talk like is that? this? Dude, no idea. Because he's Cajun. What are you, racist? Oh. And then, like Jamie said, an <laughs> army shows up. Yeah, straight up. Seagal takes them on with a shotgun. Yeah, they all just stand there. They're literally lined up. There's an army and a fucking tank. They're all shooting. This army and a tank is shooting yeah. at them. Can't hit any of them. They hit one of them at one point. But, like, you literally hit them once. One person gets hit. Yeah. And they're just sitting there like, gah, 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 and, like, shooting this shotgun at them. And the shotgun has unlimited ammunition. Yeah. It's great. And then Seagal runs up. He pops someone in the face, jumps. He get, get, gets thrown a grenade by yeah. the lady, his lady friend, and then throws it into the tank. And it's like, fuck you. Yeah. And then the tank blows up. It was incredible. Sure. Yeah, it was incredible feat, physical feats by Steven yes, Seagal. I was exactly. impressed by his physical prowess on the screen <clears and> his <throat> charisma. Yeah. You know? 
Anyways, they, they run out to the submarine. They got all these prisoners and was it Seagal? Was he like worried about them? People were worried about bringing them anyways, but they, the, I think the doctor was like, no, we can't leave them or something. Maybe. Because she's part of the government. She's like, we can't leave them. And Seagal's like, oh, fuck. And so they bring them on board and they kind of, they put them into the hospital where someone's trying to work on one of the guys who was shot, the only guy who was shot. But otherwise, they're just kind of cruising around. They're going to head back to this aircraft carrier that they started on. Maybe. No, that's what it was. I'm, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, okay. So they're, they dive and they're, they're heading there. Also weird. I'm not sure why they necessarily would have dove but i don't know whatever but at this time well Seagal's like we're gonna with the mission's done this is fine. oh yeah they're gonna yeah they're and gonna like, escape the or doctor says right? well guess what the mastermind who's been working on mind control is on the loose yeah. we need to find him he's like as far as i'm concerned we did our part right good you know? <laughs> it's great he's actually steven's god just came in here for a second yeah <laughs> he just left though he was just good. so we're clear, is that how he? That's not how he usually talks, right? I have not seen in a lot of in a, in a lot of films he does. He's like, "Hey, you want to take me on? Will you get the lion or some shit?" <laughs> <laughs> Brown's loving it. Yeah, I mean, that's more or less what he does. He's always whispering, kind of like mumbling. He's like, "Hey, what's up? You just awaken the dragon." Yeah, you just awaken the dragon. That's good. Yeah. It's real good. Yeah. <laughs> and he's always squinting. He's like, hey, what's up? You mess with the bull. You? you get the <laughs> horns. Whenever, whenever we're talking like that, we just naturally squint. It's just kind of a- Hey, what's up? Hey. Hey, guys. We're doing this recap right now. Hey. Zach. Zach, what you know about this? To tango. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Shit. So stupid. So anyways, he's sitting on the submarine and he's kind of talking about how like he's not super keen on having these prisoners there. They, th- their mind control kicks in and they wake up and they start taking people out and they oh, all they're freaking out. Yeah. They've taken all the weapons away because they're on the submarine and they've given them to Vinnie Jones. who's like in charge of all the, all the weaponry. Anyways, they're fucking people up. The doctor doesn't. He like gets away or something, right? Or does he get killed? I can't. I can't actually remember. Well, the doctor, the doctor, the guy lady, or no? No, 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 no. The one who was working on the there. Oh, whatever. okay. Some, I think he some gets people killed. Die. Yeah, some people die. But then for some they reason, the two around. women are fighting each other with a knife. No. Yes. They are fighting each other. Do you remember that scene? I remember the yes. coming with that knife. And oh, then, like, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just like practicing, right? They were like testing each other because she was uh she was like a doctor, so she's like, "Who's this bitch?" And then, sorry, not to offend anyone, <laughs> but uh, they uh, I'm so offended, bro. <laughs> and then, but she, they're kind of testing, and then she she kind of proves herself as being like, oh, she's also was a marine, so yeah, it doesn't matter. She has like a PhD in psychology or some shit, whatever. And now we're getting like a lot of great hand-to-hand combat. We've got a lot, a lot of, of hand-to-hand knife fights, a lot of hand breaking out. I do have some trivia about the Steven Seagal Gary Daniels fight, but I'll save that for Ooh, later. Okay. Anyways, basically Steven Seagal beats the shit out of Gary Daniels for like five minutes. And, and what Gary does he Daniels, say, Brom? He like yeah. throws. He just fucking manhandles yeah. this guy and throws him into the kitchen. Cocksucker, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's like. What? Yeah. What is this? And I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I had the subtitles on because I often watch movies with subtitles to try to get an accurate portrayal of what people are saying. Right. For my notes and stuff. And this one, for whatever reason, Amazon had it like radio edited so that all of the subtitles were wrong. So it was like corkscrewing mother fudger. And I was just like, eh, that's awesome. On. 
It's not awesome. That's weird. And also like unnecessary. Why would subtitles are for like people who can't hear? Yeah. And so and why then, would you edit it? Like why don't they want to see an R-rated film? Whose job it is to sit in a room and do that, you know? Yeah. It's so ridiculous. It's so bad. I was like, I don't understand. In what world are they making this like a G-rated no idea. Subtitles. We are totally going to go over time on this Great. ridiculous movie. No, there's no reason to either because not much is actually happening at this no. point. Like Gary Daniels and him, he beats the shit out of Gary Daniels. They defeat all of these people eventually because well, like, yeah, one they of get things- up to the con and they're about to take over this sub. Yeah. And, and I think at one point, what was it? Um, the the <clears throat> uh, the doctor sends like a signal to the aircraft carrier and Stevens goes like, you tied her death warrant because like- Oh, now yeah. they know they know that the they they have these bad guys on the submarine and, it's and they're just like oh we're just gonna blow it up like the military just like we're just gonna fucking blow it up yeah and they they start the process of doing that and so the bad guys are trying to get the submarine up they want to raise the submarine right or they want to bring it down to the no, they, they want to they want to dive they wanted to dive yeah but and then, then they, everybody else is like we need to escape yeah and so they they're bringing it up uh, at the same time there's a big scuffle. Steven's has to come in and clean up everything. He like trips a guy, shoots someone, shoots everyone else. And it's just like, fuck everyone. Yeah. I'm the best. You're all the worst. And I get to be the hero all the time. And you all look like bumbling idiots. And then they get up to the top and he's like, we got three minutes to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And they do. And they yeah. get on some little escape. They rip, get on like a little light And then rip. a missile just blows the sub up. And they're fine. Even though a missile just blew up the submarine in front yeah. of them. And so at this point, I mean, we'd only... You can kind of segment this film into like these half hour slots. Yeah. Half hour, it's like building up the story at the dam, and then that's Ish, totally yeah. done. And then a half hour on the sub, and then that's totally done. Yeah, unfortunately. I, I couldn't believe that we were only a submarine for like 25 minutes. I or mean, so. the title of the film is Submerged. But it, they weren't, for they were barely ever submerged. Right. And then. And then now the final half hour is like going into uh, opera. We'll just call it opera. Opera. Yeah. opera. We'll just call it opera. So anyways, they get to, they get up and they're going to head to Montevideo because what they say, what Seagal says is like, because they know about us now, later is going to come after me. Like we, we, they got a disc, they got like all this information yeah. and later is going to want to kill them, which isn't exactly even true. I mean, later does sick the people, but if they, if they just left and crossed over into Argentina, later wouldn't have given a shit. Yeah. But anyways, they head to Montevideo. Where there is a riot going on and Seagal <laughs> looks out of the taxi that they're in. He's like- you're going to catch some catfish. You got to have some bait. Right, yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I yeah, I didn't really even understand because the, the plot starts to get really crazy. Because he no, goes out. He's, sta- he's standing. He's got a newspaper. He cleans a shitload of information from this newspaper. Because we, we kind of know from what later was up to. He's like working with this. Cool. We're not even close. He's <laughs> working with this company that is looking to replace the government of Uruguay, which in this alternate universe is some dictatorship. Of sorts or something. I don't even know. Anyway, I don't know the political landscape. I have no idea. The president, there, the president so. seems to be not a not a friend of big business or something. And there's all kinds of riots or whatever. So this company wants to take him out. And how are they going to take him out? Using mind control. So they've hired Obviously, Later dude, and way. Fletcher. And they forget whatever we said in the beginning of the film. Now we're working on this company. And what we're going to do is we're mind control people for this opera tonight. And the fiance of the president is going to kill the president. And, that's, yeah. and we're going to take over the government. <clears throat> that's like... Okay, cool. And he cleans, Stephen Seagal pretty much cleans this entirely from a newspaper. He looks and he's like, huh, interesting, opera. 
And like that's in the newspaper. It's like he's attending yeah. an opera. He's like, that must be where it is. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. And he also sees like a super soldier in the window. He's like, Vinny Jones, take care of that shit. And then the doctor gets kidnapped and they're just like- By the policia. Yeah, by the policia. And they, uh, the idea is that they, they wanted to grab that as like collateral, even though it was like literally the only person that Seagal like didn't even really care about. Yeah. He's like, I don't know her. Like yeah. I just I, met her. I literally just met this person. But they were going to take her as like a hostage or whatever. Yeah. Vinnie Jones goes up in probably the best fight, which is unfortunate for Seagal. He beats the shit out of this super soldier. Yeah. Actually, that was pretty good. It was like a all-out brawl. Yeah, no, it was it was a good fight scene. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fight, I mean, fight, you fight, know, fight. For, for what we're watching, yeah. it's a good fight scene. They head to a safe house where they are starting up the idea of what their plan is going to be. And somehow they have the... I can't remember how they got this, but they have the phone number of the mad scientist for a satellite phone. That's right, yeah. And they give him a phone call. <laughs> and then the mad scientist is like, damn it, no. No. The government has a location. <laughs> I'm like, what? But the government isn't acting on blowing up the company because it's like a private company. They're like, wait a second. Yeah. That's weird. Fletcher had set this up as a dead zone. So that's pretty suspicious, right? And they're like trying to figure out whether they can blow up this company or not. Yeah. It's so weird, which then they don't even do that. It's bizarre. Who knows? So anyways, he's – and Steven Seagal is like, the plan – Oh, we also see that the doctor who's in prison gets brought out of prison or she's let out of prison by the ambassador, the new ambassador because the previous ambassador was killed in the beginning of the film. So the new ambassador comes says, hey, come with me, but then gives her to Fletcher. So you're like, ambassador, bad guy. Oh, That's crazy. Yeah. But then Steven Seagal is like, yo, ambassador, like – I got to take your place at the opera tonight. And the ambassador's like, oh, you really explained this to me. Like, yes, okay. I'll be, yes. And I'm just like, wait, is he, wait, I'm confused now. <laughs> like he's, we literally want to go. In like back-to-back scenes, we saw him working with the bad guys and the good guys. Yeah. So was he, was he a good guy or a bad guy? I think he just didn't know. Because Fletcher didn't let on that he was a bad guy. Except he had a gun. Yeah, he, he didn't have a gun game. waiting in the car. Yeah. Which, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't does it matter? doesn't matter. No idea. Anyways, he he takes the place of the ambassador for that night. Yeah. And he's also going to be sitting next to the CEO of that company that Later's working for. That's yeah. like the box he's in or whatever. Later's also got his own plan. He's like, fuck all this noise. I'm in business for myself and money. And so yeah. I'm going to kill everyone and I'm going to take – I'm going to extort the CEO of this company that I just started working for by setting him up to die. And That's a good way to move up through the ranks. Right. So we see in the opera, you know, Seagal's like, hey, I'm the new ambassador. And no one's like, really? Yeah, really? Like, dude, I think we would have seen you in a newspaper. The, the ambassador something. died yesterday and we've never met you. So yeah. I'm confused. <clears throat> like we think maybe there would be an acting guy who had previously had some experience. But instead you seem like a ninja mercenary person. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, oh, <laughs> no one asks any questions. They sent in the toughest guy to deal with a tough situation. He walks straight in. He sits next to the CEO. He's basically joshing around with this guy for a while. He's just like, you suck. I know all of your plans. And then he gets he a call from like later. That, no, he didn't. You suck. <laughs> I know all your plans. <laughs> Alligator. Alligator. And then he gets a call. The, the CEO gets a call from later and later's like, I'm taking all your money. Give me the code. And the guy's like, oh shit. He sees like the gun on him. He's like, okay, here's the code. Eight, nine. And then Sagan just like snatches the phone in his hand. It's like, why is it always about money? Yep. Why, why does it always come down to money? And then he just hangs up. Oh, Steven. <laughs> and then later's like, God damn it. Foiled again. And then he, the guy never gets shot. 
But then no. all of a sudden, there's a high pitched noise. It's, it's yeah. all keyed. All the all the splinter or the secret, like uh, sleeper super soldier agents. sleeper agents are attuned to the high note being hit by the lady. And when it hits, they all start killing people. Dude, and, and there's like 40 or 50 sleep rates. There's so many of them. It's ridiculous. And the Vinnie Jones is there. He gets killed. Another guy, he's got a concussion for some other reason. The lady swings down and stops the president from getting killed. Yeah. And Seagal kills like a whole bunch of people. Yeah. And then enraged, uh, Seagal heads off to get later. So and literally, all right, he is- at the opera, and yeah. then within a second, we see him driving a car yeah. with some guy. Is it the CEO guy? It's just I, somebody. I don't even recall. He takes his car, and he drives it into a helicopter. Yeah, so later later has captured the doctor and Fletcher, put them into like a machine to die, and then he's heading out. He's like, oh, anyways, it'll boost my resume to have the president be killed. And then he's he's going to leave on this helicopter. Steven Seagal heads with his car and just rams into this helicopter to stop the guy. And later, like, runs back into the building. Yeah. And then he chases after him. You'd think, oh, now Steven Seagal's going to, like, confront later and kill him. No, Fletcher, who's escaped from the machine, gets to later and throws him and electrocutes him and kills him. Yeah. And then Meanwhile, Seagal's, Seagal's fighting a rant, complete random person. Yeah, but it's awesome. So he's up there shooting literally everybody. A bunch with the of shotgun. people. So many people. Yeah. And then when there's somebody finally like close to his size, he throws the shotgun away because it's like, yeah. now we're gonna do this hand to hand. Yeah. Like this is what we wanted. And then he does, and he crushes it. Yeah. And then uh, he goes downstairs and he sees Fletcher and immediately kicks him through a window. Yeah. <laughs> and we smash cut to them drinking. Drinks on like at the a, beach, yeah. At a and resort. you think you're like, oh, they're laughing and loving and living and learning, and everything's great. Except, is it? No, because somebody there is now freaking out because they've experienced mind control, and that's the doctor. She she was actually mind controlled while she was a captor, and oh boy, are we in for some trouble? <sighs> Sorry that took so long, but that movie is ridiculous. I man. do, There's I do a lot of jumping around. Yeah, as I as I often have, I do have one question, kind of an open ended question. Yeah, did everyone see the time when Steven Scott pulled out his dick on the submarine? Question mark. That's I missed it. Ah, uh, you missed it, <laughs> Zach. You missed it. How how did you was miss it during that? the fight? Uh, no, it was not during. You mean with Gary Daniels? Yeah. It was not. It was not during the fight with Gary Daniels. Oh, he didn't use it like a Stretch Armstrong thing and like try to <laughs> choke him with it, like around his neck. He may have. I, I may have missed that part of it oh, though, because like swung and maybe tripped somebody with it. That would have been no, no. That's exactly what he did. He did oh, it later okay. up on the bridge of the submarine. Yeah, when he was sneaking up, he used it to trip the guy. If I, you thought it was his, like he looked like it was his hand, it wasn't. Amazing. Yeah, it's the amazing Steven Seagal, the fifth limb. That's what they call him. That's his nickname. They call him the fifth limb. <laughs> Gross. All righty. That was a thrilling film that I can't believe we talked for 40 minutes about. <laughs> it's almost as long as the film. Oh. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. It was terrible. Oh, sorry. Not to spoil my rating, but like, <laughs> shit. I, we talk so much because it's a very confusing movie. It's so segmented and so weird and just, just jumps sideways so and sideways. Going on. Later changes his plan. Literally, he drives up and then he's with a Uruguay rebel group. Yeah. Says, fuck this, kills everyone. Goes to a company, says, fuck this, kills everyone. 
and is trying to leave in a helicopter. Like, who is this person? The ultimate bad guy. Well, hopefully we have some really great in-depth trivia that can help us solve these issues during production. Oh, oh I do. <laughs> but, oh, I do. but first, I think, so who wants to, who I think wants we to need rate? to hear from Zach. How would you rate this recap that you heard <laughs> of this movie? Well, this movie submerge. Um, no, this recap of this, this movie. This recap of this movie submerged. Um, you know, I don't care what everyone thinks about this flick. Uh, sounds like it's the best movie I could have ever watched this past, uh, 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 winter. Um, and I'm deadly serious. You have to watch it over and over. It sounds like to really appreciate it. And it sounds like it can kind of grow on you. I'm going to trust you guys. If that, if you like action <laughs> flicks, watch this movie and you won't be disappointed. That story sounded interesting. Seagal delivers some great lines and villains are very well played. This is not a masterpiece, of course, <laughs> I think, full of factual inaccuracies, apparently. But I, for myself, don't inspect it, expect such stuff from Seagal movie anyway. BTW, anyone has any idea why this movie is a UK-Bulgaria co-production? Is Hollywood done with Steven? <laughs> Wow, and that's and that's one hundred percent Zach. Yeah, that was definitely yep. not some some guy named Largo Nine. So, <laughs> wow, I guess that does beg the question: Is Hollywood done with Steven? <laughs> it definitely was. It te- technically was, I think. But although he's made like twenty films since now, since this film, he makes a film almost almost every year. Does he? Yeah. So Zach, out of, out of that uh, number number scale here. Well, if I was going to continue to base my opinion on Largo here, he gave it a ten out of ten. Um, no, oh. <laughs> please do not. But do that. you know, I didn't find that helpful. <laughs> so I'm going to give it. <laughs> uh, sounds like me. God, see, I rag on some of those old movies we watch so bad because they are so boring. So. I'm going to say this is a 2.5. All righty. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you're not far off, I guess, but yeah. It's... Who wants to go next? Brian, you want to go or you want to go, Jamie? I can go. All right, go for it. This movie's terrible. This is terrible. It is. And I had to think to myself, did I like this more than Agent Red? Did I enjoy this? more than watching Agent Red, which is a poorly constructed garbage film? And the answer is no. This is worse than Agent Red. And so I think I, I believe I gave Agent Red a one, thinking that I would never get anything worse than it. And now I've got in a little bit of a tough spot. I give it the same amount or I could go a little bit lower. And I just have to I can't I just can't in good conscience not because this is boring it's bad. It's incomprehensible. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, the acting is terrible. Steven Seagal seems like a maniac and also makes me a little uncomfortable just from like who he is as a person, it seems. Yeah. Um, oh, we forgot to even mention the time when he talked about mind control. He said, I'm interested. I, I too, am interested in mind control. That was a quote uh, in the movie. Yeah. I, too, have been interested by mind control. But the bad thing is when a corporation takes it to his own hands. I'm like, 
I'm not sure what the implication even is. Like, a, when a, is there a, when, that a, gov- is there a, a government time? using its good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's we really bizarre. want to have mind control. We what would a, love it. What a crazy thing to think. Uh, but God, if you give it to a corporation, <laughs> yeah. So he has all kinds. He does that in a lot of films, where he'll like it'll clearly be his own opinion. That happens a yeah. lot in bad films as well. Like the guy, one of the characters will have his own opinions. So like. I got to give this, I got to give a little wiggle room between this and, and something that potentially is lower. So I'm going to come in at a 0.75. 0.75. Yes. It is a terrible movie and people should not watch it. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Brown, you want to go next? Let's jump in, little anchovy. (laughs) (laughs) You do you, man. <clears throat> I thought about doing the whole review like that, but I don't think I can handle it. Uh, well, with this movie, uh, if anybody has been to a movie in the past 10 years, you've almost certainly seen a trailer. <clears throat> Pardon me. That does the whole goom, goom, right. And the, like, just that gives you like a little clip of the the villain or whatever. Every time it does the the dramatic doom, and then the re is like everybody like uh, staring dramatically at you know the monster or whatever. And then it does another or like goom. a transformer. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. All those. That was what this movie was. Uh, it was basically like someone that edited one of those trailers made this movie. It was just the stupidest yeah. editing that was doing all these little, you know clips and cuts that were timed with the the music and everything the doom 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 yeah, the, doom the craziest one also <clears throat> was when they were in the square where the riot was happening and he was reading that newspaper there were no joke like 5000 cuts at one point where it was yeah. like I was like I don't even I don't even get it it's not even a cool like weird mind control thing it's just him looking at a newspaper and they cut it a million times it was insane yeah and something that is actually happening a lot in foreign films especially like indian soap operas I guess I've seen some Indian soap operas that have just this wild editing, and that's that was just throughout the movie. It was so annoying. It was so poorly edited. The huh. acting we'll just, was we'll terrible. Leave that there. <laughs> You've okay. You bringing in Indian soap operas? Yeah, that's why. I mean, it reminded me of uh, just wild. It was crazy editing, acting terrible. <clears throat> the uh, accent, as we have hammered home with Steven Seagal, was. That's probably the questionable best thing at film. best. It was again uh, like as a, as in the past few movies we've watched. It seems like it's one of those so bad it, it almost becomes redeemable. And that was really like it was the, the accent was so bad that it just got funny. Like oh my god. Yeah, I think I think that's the only thing I would say was bad that it became good. Everything yeah. else was just yeah. bad, and it was bad. Yeah, I would completely agree. It's the only thing I enjoyed from it, and that's all I'm going to give it credit for. I'm going to give this movie a one. Oh. All right, fair enough. Zach, you got a little uh, high rating there. <clears throat> well, it's not the highest. <laughs> True. Because I'm coming in at a five. I'm just kidding. No, no, no Largo. Um, Largo with a ten, man. Dude, Largo oh, yeah. nine. <sighs> That's ridiculous. I wonder what Mustard Man has for us, too. I know what it is. Oh, Should yes. I say it? Should I spoil it? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Let, it. let him do his thing. 3.1. Uh, so... Uh, oh, yeah, right. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> like we just talked about, the editing was <clears throat> really throwing me the whole time because just so many cuts. I didn't know. 
really during the entire movie what was going on. I didn't know what the plan was. Like when all of a sudden they just hopped in the sub. Did they plan on that the whole time? I have no idea. Seagal's accent was clutch. We didn't see him fight enough. It's true. I, that's, that's a characteristic of a lot of his later films. It's just, you just don't see him. As yeah, much. yeah, yeah. And I forget which one is. Into the Sun maybe is one of the direct-to-video ones that he did that apparently has like a lot of fighting that people really like. But yeah, this one is one that people do not like. Well, I mean, what's it on IMDb? I mean, it's just like a three, it's really low. 3.0 or something. And <laughs> we didn't get a whole lot of sub. But the scenes in the sub I really enjoyed, especially when we threw that guy <laughs> in the kitchen. I mean, <laughs> man. They needed more. It's just so confusing why they left the submarine. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't get it. Just stay in the submarine. And then when they were in the riot, I don't know why, but I felt like they were trying to do some, maybe they were trying to do some stuff that was kind of like man on fire-ish. Yeah. But none of it was landing. It was so bad. And I would rather watch Agent Red. That's a good thing to pit this against. Yeah. And I gave that a one, so I'm going to give this probably a point five. I mean, it's this boobies it's bad. If you forget, there there are boobies in Agent Red too. Some boobs. That's true, and some really great lines, and some great lines, and some really weird editing, and yeah. uh, ZNN I think was in that one. Yeah, I think that's right. Mm-hmm. So they spend a lot more time <clears throat> in a submarine. There's a there wrench. Some, I mean, I guess like when the sub blew up, it was you know. Decent they needed looking. to spend the whole time on that sub. For a movie called Submerged. They needed to just do the rest of the film. You need to spend more than a half hour on The rest it. of the film needs to be on the submarine. We didn't need to go and see the riot no. and go to the opera no. and have this weird shootout there. No. I don't know. It was ridiculous. All of it's bad. Agreed. It's all bad. It's but, a bad you know, movie. hey, it ends ends in a high note. You know, go to resort. Oh, was that, a, was that a pun? An opera pun? Oh, oh, not it, did, it did almost end on a high note. Oh, yes. Wow. Right. Sorry. <laughs> not, <laughs> not intentional. Let's get some trivia. You guys ready for trivia? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So director Anthony Hickox later said the script was brilliant. It started life as a full-on horror and sci-fi film. Horror I just thought, film? Yeah, I just thought it wouldn't it be great if you were stuck at the bottom of the ocean with fucking aliens on your submarine. So that was the original idea. We storyboarded Wait. it. We designed the creatures, like these little mini kind of crab insects that could go down the drains of the submarine so you never know where they were coming. The lead character was supposed to be a bitter old drunken captain. Hickox described his project as Thing in a Submarine or The Thing Meets Das Boot. It was really interesting, he said. And then Seagal came on board. According to Hickox, Seagal said he liked the script, but three weeks before shooting, Seagal called him and said, I don't think this movie should be on a submarine. He also wanted an opera scene and said, I've decided I don't like aliens and I don't like monsters. I don't want it to, I don't want to be in a monster movie. Director said that that's why it ended up like it did. We had no clue what we were doing, no script, and the whole mind control thing in the final film was made up at the last week before shooting. <laughs> it was really insane. At that point, again, I should have quit, but I needed the cash. It was also reported that Seagal left the film before it was officially wrapped. Because of these like disputes with the director, really? That's what it said. It said that he had, he left before the film actually finished. Now I can't even imagine. I mean, I know there's a lot of different moving parts, but if you're the director and somebody says, "Well, you get an actor and you say, well, I want to change it," yeah. wouldn't you be like, "You can leave"? 
It depends on who's who is what, because like the thing is, I think with these small ones, these small like companies and stuff like that. Yeah, Seagal signs on the strings. Seagal signs on. It's it's a Seagal it's film. It's him now. or you. Yeah, it's a Seagal film now. So like, yeah, you hit the road because he's not a big enough director to be like I'm. They they get a they're getting a Seagal film. They're happy they have a Seagal film. So it's going to be a Seagal film. All right. Yeah. Uh, and then in an online interview, Gary Daniels claimed that his on-screen fight with Steven Seagal was originally conceived as a much longer and showier uh, and organized by stunt coordinator Steve Griffin. Seagal decided to choreograph the fight himself the day of the film. The day, the day of? that it filmed. The day that it filmed, yep. Rendering it much shorter and completely one-sided. <laughs> no, man. Well, <laughs> You mean when he just like one arm throws him, you know, like 20 yeah. feet? And if you watch, at no point does Gary Daniels actually Probably hit. even lay hands yeah, on he him. Yeah, he doesn't actually hit Steven Seagal. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's, that's how what he we chore- need to do. That's, that's how he choreographs a fight. That's awesome. That's Steven Seagal. That's a great fight. In the book, Seagology. It's a book. It's a book? Yeah, about all of Seag- Steven Seagal's films. Is it so written Seagology. by him? No. No. <sighs> Uh, this is one of the films that was highlighted by the author. At that point, they expanded. Originally, it was twelve films, but then they expanded it, so it includes all of his films up to up to like nineteen nine or sorry, two thousand fifteen or something. Okay, so it includes this one. And the author states that this is his least favorite of the films. It's only included because he was writing a book. All right, about all of his films. So, uh, Wikipedia says it's set and filmed in Sofia, Bulgaria, and it was filmed in thirty-one days from August sixteenth to September sixteenth, two thousand four. But it's clearly not set there. Come on. It's just no. film there. And speaking of that, Uruguay considered legal action and said that it's the promotion of a cultural style, typical Hollywood. This time it's Uruguay's turn to be chosen as an exotic banana country. And the film is definitely bad. <laughs> the best part of the article that I saw, read this in was yeah. that they then proceeded to highlight like five different really terrible reviews for this like oh they, really oh yeah they, they, they like, and the critics agree with Uruguay and then they went on and like quoted oh my know. word okay so this is a Steven Seagal film right yes but he's not the only action star we've had in our lives and true this was bad so do we think any other action stars that we know and love could have potentially saved this one Jean-Claude Van Damme Saved it? When you say uh, saved it. No. Saved it, yeah. No, no, nobody He's could save it. He's got to turn around. He's got to turn around. Nobody could save it think... except for Vin Diesel. Without I Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't I don't know that this film can be saved. Dolph Lundgren. I'd like him in it, but I don't think I'll tell you. Do Sly Stallone. Sly Stallone. Now would no. would he be would he be Gary Daniels and Seagal choreographs a fight still and just whips the shit out of him out of a slice Stallone? Yeah, I mean, come on. Yes. No. Come He's on. Come good. on. That would make it top. great. I'd be like, all right, you're in. What about The Rock? Okay, I'm gonna say there's only two people in the world that I would watch a movie solely on them alone. One of them's The Rock. So yes, there we go. So he saves Submerge. Submerge 2005 starring The Rock. Can I guess so the other one? Yeah, Kyle. Who is it? Nick you Cage. got it. Nick Cage is another option. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Nick what a, Cage? I, no, I, there's a third one, though. You're all forgetting. Ed Harris. Harris. His name is Ed Harris. Pass. He's captain of the submarine and a mercenary 
and came out of jail. Zach just said pass. You pass, pass? on him? I think we okay, should what pass about- Zach through a torpedo tube. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is, this is okay. I th- the thing is, we're not giving him all the information. We've also dipped Ed Harris into a, a bucket of grease. What do you think? What do you think now? I'll watch it drunk. And then Seagal's, Seagal's oh. trying to fight him and he's- I slipping, slipping and sliding. Yeah. He tries to pick him up and he yeah. just can't. I'm like, what the- It's all over you. Is it grease? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Exactly. So I wouldn't say it like that. I mean, what's all over you? Is that grease? <laughs> Alligator? It's like slippery, like a a pig at a country fair. <laughs> um, all right. And then I'm going to finish up with Phantom Zone. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. Real easy this time. This has been part of the long abyss cycle the whole time. Yep. So. Steven Seagal is in Under Siege. Also stars Landry's dad from Friday Night Lights. He was also in Pearl Harbor. And that stars our boy, Billy Fickner. Fickner. The Fickner. The Fitched. Yeah. Get Fitched. The Connection. So it's time for Subs Worldwide. Yes. It's it's Subs. 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 World. World. Wide, 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 wide. Now, I've already. The sub in this film was an Oberon class. Can oh, yeah, I even call it a out. film? No. No. Uh, but I've already done an Oberon class. And with Steven Seagal, <laughs> I didn't really know where to go with it. So I just, I just chose one. <laughs> I was like, what? What do I even do? What do I do right now? So, I just decided to pick one. This is the Spanish Navy's Isaac Pearl class. Weird. Also called the S-80. So, specs on this thing. 265 feet. 265.9 feet long. Has a beam of 38.3 feet. For the engine, it has an air-independent propulsion system. So, it does not require surface air to operate. And I was reading it. I think it can run on... Liquid oxygen you can stay underwater longer than a traditional, traditional, <laughs> traditional, <laughs> yeah, traditional diesel electric. It has three bioethanol engines that generate 1,200 kilowatts each, one electric motor that generates 3,500 kilowatts, and one AIP or air independent propulsion fuel unit that generates 300 kilowatts. So for the speed, it can travel on the surface at 12 knots while submerged 19. It will hold 40 people. It has six 533 millimeter torpedo tubes. It holds DM-2A4 torpedoes and harpoon missiles. So there's kind of a debacle with these things. Four of them were ordered by Spain in 2003. So a while ago. Right. The first boat was supposed to be commissioned in 2015, but due to financial and technical constraints, it was not. So when it was originally ordered, they were costing, for four of them, it was 1.75, or sorry, 1,000, how do I describe this? (laughs) How do I describe this? It was going to cost 439 million euros per boat. 
Okay. And then by 2010, the price shot up to 553 million euros per boat. So price went way up. Also, probably the biggest reason that they haven't been uh, completed yet is there was a unforeseen weight imbalance that's delayed the project by as much as seven years. Oh, my God. So during construction, there was an unforeseen 75 to 100 tons of extra weight that was added, which doesn't allow the sub to resurface after it dives. Now, you might say- That could be a problem. Yeah. How in the hell do you add 75 to 100 tons? It's a lot of weight. According to a Popular Mechanics article from July 19th, 2018, it has been attributed to a person putting a decimal point in the wrong place. Wow. (laughs) Which is pretty horrible. So, (laughs) to- uh, to deal with this, they hired a U.S. company, uh, General Dynamics Electric Boat, uh, to fix the issue, and they're going to increase the length by seven meters, which will add 75 tons of buoyancy. Now, I also read that to lengthen the hull, it would cost 7.5 million euros per meter, which is insane. That's wow. a lot. Um, but it's actually funny, so when they... <laughs> With lengthening the boat to allow it to surface, uh, the article again cites that this now actually started another problem because the port that they are intended for is now too small for the submarine. These boats are too large to fit in port. So now Spain needs to enlarge the port (laughs) and dredge the entire area to get them to fit. My God. So yeah. none, none of them are launched at this point? No. All, okay. Nope. Jesus Christ. So it's a theoretical submarine. <laughs> well, it's in the works. <laughs> a lot of money dumped into them, but nothing's coming from it yet. That is terrible. Yeah. Tube three, ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. What's up? What's that? What up, boy? So, guys, (laughs) raise your hand if you've seen Watch Mojo. No, I don't know what that is. My hand is down. Really? You guys? I don't know what that. What is that? You guys yanking my chain over there? Well, Watch Mojo, they're a YouTube channel and they do like power rankings, top tens, all that. So basically, they're they're like wannabes of Brom. Basically, uh, they want to be doing my countdown. Oh, that's what okay. I haven't heard. Good, of. good. But you know, I wanted to bring you know, I wanted to bring some attention to you know some fellow countdown artists, and I I went to them this week, and I said, you know, hey, I'll I'll reference one of your 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 vids. You know, you know, maybe I scratch your back, you scratch mine. And uh, I hit them up for their top five worst movie accents of all time. All right, man. I'm excited. And this was perfect. I uh, I, uh, I checked it out. Number five here. Harrison Ford, K-19, the Widowmaker, and his <laughs> Russian accent. There we go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. oh yeah, yeah, man. That is a bad one. But they kept the momentum going. Number four, Sean Connery, The Hunt for the Red October, and his Russian accent. 
Oh, Whoa. we got two. Now are these all submarine? We got two. Submarine. Kind of crazy right now. Yeah, two submarine movies. There was also a lot of Nick Cage on the lists. Uh, oh, uh, for shame! But he was in the uh, six through ten and in a bunch of the honorable mentions. But number three, Dick Van Dyke with Mary Poppins and his Cockney accent. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that, that is a funny one. Yeah. That's basically like my our accent. Hello, governor. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Number two, though, Kevin Costner, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. He did a British accent, sort of. I feel like, yeah, didn't he give up on it at some point or yeah, something? Yeah, like he- Like, I feel like like halfway through the movie, he just like goes away. Yep, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> and uh, he actually got made fun of in a future Robin Hood movie where the Robin Hood referenced that at least he can speak with a proper British accent. And it was actually a slam, Amazing. a callback to Kevin Costner uh, not doing the role justice. Number one, though, this was ridiculous, guys. You need to look this up if you are not familiar. Keanu Reeves and Bram Stoker's oh, Dracula. I will say there is one to add to that list. It's very it's small. Probably on it. It's probably on it. Thing. It's a uh, so it used it was previously unreleased. It was an art house picture made by al pacino he's he has a british accent and he's talking about gambling and it previously was unreleased and used to be only shown in museums but then re- it's shown up on youtube so now you can watch it so it was never released to theaters or anything like that and his accent is atrocious quite literally the worst thing i've ever heard huh. it is awful 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 that's crazy how so these check good that actors one, check that i don't know get a little too ambitious Not with act. their their role and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that. I forget what that one. I should look that up. What that, that Al Pacino one was. Let me let me look that up. But yes, that, that was, was a good one, Ben. My, yeah, yeah. So they sent that list to you. No, I uh, found it on YouTube. They're actually <laughs> a huge channel. <laughs> well, what the hell, man? They've got uh, that. That particular one had five million views on it. The top ten worst accents. They've got 20 million subscribers. It was actually funny. They're they're one of uh they're they're a channel that got hacked maybe multiple times, but they'll get hacked every now and again and the uh the somebody'll go in and change the names of all the videos and they've got millions of videos and they'll go in and they'll change all the names of videos to all sorts oh, of wacky. Oh my word, that'd be shit. horrible trying to get it all yeah, figured they have to out. Yeah, change again. it all back. That yep. would suck. Um yeah, so it was called it was a 1990 film called The Local Stigmatic. Uh, starring Al Pacino, and you can you can find it online uh, on YouTube. Him doing his Cockney accent, mm-hmm. and it is the worst, straight up. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, gotta add to the alligator. All right, we got a. Yeah, they didn't mention Steven Seagal's Cajun accent. Yeah, I know they didn't. That's uh, they should have. Might need to put him on blast. Well, dude, they probably nobody can put their finger on what it is. <laughs> yeah, they're like, no, there's like, no accent. Does he? Does he? He doesn't have an accent, though. Does he? Does he? I don't think so. Does yeah. he? Who knows? What would they say? Like the director? Oh, you know, he wanted to do a Paraguayan accent while he was in Uruguay. He'd be like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> is that really how they talk?" Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. You just don't even know. I was 1988's top instructor, Akaido Magazine. All right. Yeah? Zach. What? Facts. What's up, bro? Guys, I need to point something out. I don't know if any of you ever pay attention to me or not, 
but I haven't used any sound effects this entire episode. Zach Facts, it's Zach Facts. When you're going down, get some Zach Facts. When you're going down. Oh, excuse me. I had you. to get it in. There we I had go. To get it in. Um, so, are we doing Zach Facts? Fact. Yeah. Fact. Zach may have watched this movie. All right. Oh, that's a good fact. <laughs> Pretty good fact. So let's that is a fact. jump in because these have been planned for weeks. Um, mm. Here's one right off the top. This was the most voted Zach fact that was unreleased until now. Director Anthony Hickox was on Suicide Watch during filming. Uh, yeah, sad. this wasn't funny. It was sad. Well, I guess, you know, his his baby, this horror film with all the tiny crab people uh, was changed. Well. What are you going to do, man? Yeah, you know, crabs is a bitch. You know what that is, Kyle. <laughs> crabs is a bitch. That's probably why it was so sad. He was, he was wanting to make a metaphor for his own medical condition. Mm-hmm. And now it's all changed. And he's just like, Ugh. now yeah. it's just me and my crabs. He's like, you think they go away. And then <laughs> you, you try to get rid of them. They just go down the drain and they come back. All right, so fact number two. (laughs) When interviewed about this film, a reporter asked Stephen, how is this movie? And Stephen replied, what's a movie? (laughs) I think it would be what movie or what is movie? What is movie? (laughs) What is movie? movie? (laughs) So after those two facts, uh, I felt like I was kind of lacking in the fact department. So I turned to my fellow Zachs on unitedzachfacts.com with all Zachs around the world and we share facts. So wow. unitedzachfacts.com. Huh? Um, here's, here's a great fact for this movie Submerged. Uh, Steven Seagal gained 60 pounds for his role in Submerged, but nobody asked him to. <laughs> <laughs> He just felt like the character Cody was a thicker guy. Another fact. These are quick ones. Steven Seagal advocates for the unification of Turkey and Greece because he thinks it sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one a lot, actually. Yeah, so that kind of ties into the previous one. Steven Seagal once saw a man getting jumped by three muggers, so he stepped in. That man didn't stand a chance against four of them. Steven Seagal holds the record for the most fruit eaten without realizing it's plastic (laughs) 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 my god Uh, that's it (laughs) (laughs) I do want to. Can I? Can I? Can I cut in? Cut yeah, in. Cut in. In cut in. I just want to. I just want to mention. I forgot to mention this. The director Tony Hickox. Right. We've been talking about him. He just mentioned a true fact about him. All that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. He was also the director of Stormcatcher, the Dolph Lundgren film that they cut stuff for Agent Red. Remember in the beginning in Agent Red where he steals that stealth plane? And oh on, yeah. On, and on his uniform it says Holloway, and that's not a character in Agent Red. But it was a character in this other Dolph Lundgren film, Stormcatcher, that they lifted a bunch of material from. He directed that other film. Really? Yeah, Anthony Hancock. And I was just looking at it. It's hilarious. There are two characters in that film named 
agents lock and load. They're two FBI agents. No way. Lock and load. Agent lock and agent load. And Tony Hickok plays agent lock. Wow. And then. No kidding. Wow. 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 I, I try to do that. It's supposed to be Owen Wilson. Yeah. The wow. But it's not. I'm not good at it. Wow. 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 Have you seen uh, the uh, alligator? Have you seen the uh, <laughs> the Phantom Menace fight scene? The, the the major, you know, the epic fight scene with the fa- the famous song and everything, and then the moment. Yeah, duel of the fates or whatever it's called, and then the ver- the very first moment the lightsabers clash, it, and from then on it's all uh, Owen Wilson <laughs> saying "Wow" for the lightsabers. Wow! 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 Should I stop this recording, Kyle? No, dude. Wait, Zach. Before we before we even started, you were talking about Seagal Vision. Oh. Yes. So Steven Seagal was on. He had his own TV show a few years ago, back when we were in college, and it was him just joining a police, a local police department in a southern state. I'm just guessing Georgia, but I have no idea. I posted a link in our um, Discord channel, our newly created submersion Discord channel, and it shows you the Seagal vision where he is sitting in a police car. No words are spoken, but as he looks out the window. At people, it turns different colors as if they are, as if he is somehow seeing into the future that these guys are bad guys. Now, is it so? It's like Steven Seagal in like a minority report situation. I guess you guys don't know that movie. I, know, I never saw it. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I'm uh, looking at Gary Daniels. Seriously? Kickboxing. Oh, word. All right. Play. Is this like a real police force or is yeah, this yeah, a this, fake police God, force? We watch, God, we real. literally watched mm-hmm. this together. <laughs> he was a deputy, deputy <laughs> sheriff or something in some town. Let me look it up. This is insane. What was college? Wasn't it in Arizona? Was it a Thursday night? Was it on that? Something like that. <laughs> oh, okay. It's Maybe his own reality TV show because then he got like a- it. A lawsuit against him. Do you know he them. released, also released, yeah, that's right, because he he uh, he busted in to someone's house like a war- without a warrant or something for the show. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> he also, he released two albums. No. It's on Spotify if you want to listen to one of his albums. Is it good? It's a blues album. Apparently not. <laughs> Does he talk like this the whole time? No, but it's a blues album, so he's like, he's guitar, he's playing guitar. Let me bring it up. Hold on, I had it. While Jamie, while Jamie finds a raid, uh, here the name, the actual name of the show was Steven Seagal Lawman, a reality TV show on A and E, and he was sued. So, yeah, songs from the Crystal Cave. That's the Steven Seagal songs from the Crystal Cave. How do, how do we become Steven Seagal? How do, How do we, we do start it? a blues band? What's blues? What blues? What's a band? What's music? Who blues? What is band? What's life? What's love? I prematurely blew myself mm. on what was supposed to be a dry run. Mm. And now I've made Steve a mess of things. You're in a sticky situation. <laughs> Got myself into a sticky situation. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to Submersion. Find us on SoundCloud and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Can't get enough of us? Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. And if you like what you heard, please go ahead and give us a rating. I believe I can fly. I believe believe I can touch touch the sky. Think about it every night and day. Is this part of the episode? Because we should cut it. We should cut it. No, this is part of the episode. It's in.